Welcome to the C3 Oxford Falls podcast. For more information about our church, please visit myc3church.net. Wherever you are listening from right now, get ready to receive as God has a word just for you. Come on. Amen. I want you to high five three people. Sit down. Ben's going to stay. I believe we're going to have a move of God tonight. We're going to see miracles in people's lives. We've been talking about living a meaningful life. And God wants you to live a meaningful life. Tonight is short message on gifted to give. And I believe that God wants to help you unlock the gifts in your life. But the thing we've got to know is that Jesus has power. You need to know this. If you've never been in a church before, please, from, from, from the start of the night, we need you to know that we don't believe in just some nice idea of God or that God's like Gandalf, way off in a far distant, old, long beard. No, we believe that God is here. Jesus died, rose again. And we believe His power is here tonight. And you know, like, I think Jesus is nice. <laughs> like I think He is. Maybe you heard me say this before, but I do, I'm sure He's a nice guy. But when Jesus arrived on the scene, read through Matthew, read through Luke, read through John, read through even Mark. <laughs> And you'll find that every time Jesus turned up, blind eyes would open, dead people would be raised. This is not just some self-help, fix you up thing. This is a God who is alive, who has power to set you free. And there's power in Jesus. And I'm, I'm excited about it if you can't tell. I went to a cafe the other day, it was hilarious and I got a coffee. I just walked into the cafe and started laughing. Um, This lady comes up and she's talking to the the barista and she's talking about all, you know, like her her, um, star signs, you know, I'm I'm this and uh, saying all this spiritual stuff, you know, like I'm I'm a Leo, I'm a rising star. Oh my gosh, what are you? And they're talking about it. And and I'm standing there and I thought it was hilarious because if I walked in and said, Hi, I'm a Christian. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm a new creation. Everyone be like, what is wrong with this guy? But they're talking about star signs and and it's lovely. And and not one eye was blinked. Not one person went, well, everyone was cool with it. Why? Because when you talk about Jesus, there's friction because Jesus has weight. Jesus has power. And as soon as you talk about Him, people go, what? People get weird. People aren't sure. So we want you to know Jesus, but you've got to know this about Jesus is He's powerful. And He will take your gifts and give you a calling. He'll take your gifts and give you a purpose that's higher than just this life, that lasts longer than here and now, it's eternal. And I wanna wanna tell you a couple of things about it tonight. Every one of us has gifts. Our goal is to help you find what they are. So we have next step. Week three, discover you. Week four, make a difference. Week three was this week, week four is next week. We wanna help you 
find your gift. It's our way of helping you discover purpose. And we don't want you to have gifts that never get activated. We want to help you find the gift. Start there and then get it active. Use it. God, God moves on our moving. Pastor Phil said this the other week that God, Jesus never did a miracle without somebody moving. He didn't say, hey, stay where you are and you'll be healed. He said, no, no, come here, bro. I'm going to put mud in your eyes and then you're going to go down to a pool called Siloam and wash your eyes. True story. Jesus calls people, calls us to move, to step. So come on, let's step. Let's take a step. And, and if you can move from just what can God do for me to what can God do through me, that's when your gifts become activated. If I stay for me and never move to God do something through me, it's, it's kind of like a maturity thing because it's a good place to start for me. God, like, and come and experience what God can do for you. Absolutely. But there is a maturing that is good for you. Okay, so like if, if a baby boy is wearing diapers, that's a good thing. And being spoon fed a baby, that's fine. Like we're good with it. Right? I mean, if you don't speak now and maybe leave, but I'm joking. I'm joking. But we're good with that. But if a grown man is wearing diapers, being spoon fed, that's a problem. And God doesn't want us to stay stuck when we need to grow. So He says, take a step. He says, come with me. I want to I take you somewhere. I want you to grow. Reasons we need to do this is because the blessed life is not in getting, it's in giving. Jesus said it like this. In Acts 20, verse 35, Paul is quoting Jesus and he says, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this is countercultural because we live in a world where it's all about getting. And the world would say, television would tell us that the more you get, the happier you will be. But Jesus says, the more you give, the more you let go, the more I can do things through you, the happier, the blessed, the more satisfied, the more fulfilled you will be. When I learn to be a contributor, God wants me to be a contributor. Everyone say contribute. And that's a place sometimes it can be hard to because we can get a little bit complacent. And the thing about getting complacent is you don't necessarily try to be complacent. It's, it's not necessarily your intention, but you can drift there. You can find yourself sitting on gifts and sometimes we know more than we actually do. And we can find ourselves getting complacent. Maybe we can find ourselves getting disappointed and then we get complacent, we can get stuck. Romans 12, 6 to 8 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. 
If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. But you gotta do it. You gotta do it. How does my gift get stronger? How do I even discover what my gift is? By doing it, by doing it, by doing it. You gotta do it. You gotta step out and do it. And, and God, you know, we can be measuring our gifts, but God's not measuring your gift. He's measuring what you do with it. So we look at each other's gifts and go, well, they're that good and I may be this good or they've got this and I've got this. We measure our gifts, but God never said He's measuring the gift that P.S. He gave to you. He said, I'm measuring what will you do with it? What will you do with the gift I've already given you? And so we, we, gotta, we gotta step out. We gotta start to do it. I, I felt recently, a little bit ago, kind of last year that God was asking me to step out and believe for healing. And so I um, felt that and did nothing about it. But then I was in a, a youth meeting and I felt like the Holy Spirit nudged me to do something. And so I said, all right, YOLO. And I, I got up there and I said, I believe there's somebody here with scoliosis and I believe tonight God wants to heal you. And nothing happened. But then at the end of the meeting, a young man comes up to me, says, bruh, I'm the scoliosis guy. I've had scoliosis bent spine since I was born and my back has been twisted all my life. And I just went with my brother and we checked and my spine is straight. And as you do it, as you just do it, I had no idea what I was doing, but I did it. God moves on boldness. Come on, God moves on courage. God moves as you step out. I learned that from our senior pastor, Pastor Phil Pringle, that as you step out, and you trust God, He'll show up. Just the other night, I said, there's somebody here and you have shooting pain down your right arm and it's in your wrist and kind of just left it there and we prayed and people got healed. I mean, at summer camp, there was like 20 plus teenagers healed, broken feet, girl with a migraine. Anyway, so I'm in, I'm in this service and, um, get home later and, and the next morning, Jess and my wife turns to me and says, hey, you know that um, shooting pain I've had down my right arm for two weeks and haven't been able to sleep? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> she said, it's completely gone and it's still gone. I didn't even know, but I was healing my wife in Jesus' name. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta step out, you gotta step out. So don't get stuck on what other people have. There's a story in Matthew 25 of the, these guys who get given talents. It's called the parable of the talents. And one guy gets five and one guy gets two and one guy gets one. And the guy with one probably is feeling like he got stitched up because he's like, I got one, five, two, what's going on? Well, the guy with five, the master leaves 
And when the master gets back, the guy with five turned it into another five. He had 10, good maths. And then another guy, two, turns it into two. The guy with one buries his gift, does nothing, doesn't do anything with it. Like, okay, didn't actually do anything bad, (laughs) but didn't do anything with it. Wasn't exactly like an evil guy but just didn't do anything with it. Master returns, says to the guy with five, hey, you did something with what I gave you. You were faithful because you were fruitful. So well done, good and faithful servant. I'm gonna give you more. You've been faithful with a little, here's some more. Guy with two, same result. So God's not measuring how much they had. He was measuring what they did with it. Rewarded them the same according to what He had given them. But the guy with one, the master comes back and says, you, you wicked, lazy servant. And that, that is, to me, that seems crazy. But he was so intent, not on this guy being perfect. He says, you know what? You should have even just put it in a bank and made some interest on that sucker. But instead you did nothing. I pray that when God looks at our lives, when God looks at my life, we've done something. Just step out and do something. Just pray for that person. What can I do with what I've been given? I found that often purpose starts general, becomes specific. So I might start general, but then I find God makes it specific. When I was 15, I started serving on the deacon team. And the deacon team uh, were really just like part of our home team here. And, And they would lay things out and just make sure everything was looked after. And I would do that. And then one day, um, our youth pastor, James Murray, came up to me and said, Hey, Alex. I said, Yes. <laughs> he said, Tonight, you're going to pray. I said, ha! No, I'm not. He said, You're going to pray. I said, Pastor James, <laughs> respectfully, no, I am not. Anyway, he gets up in the prayer moment. He says, Alex Lee, get up here and pray. No! <laughs> I got up and I prayed what would possibly be the worst prayer in the history of prayers. And I'm, I'm praying, you know, we thank you, Lord, for Moses dying on the cross. You know, <laughs> we, we, we thank you, Lord, you know, heresy. People are leaving. Ah! <laughs> but then the next week, Moses is like, hey, Alex, guess what? <laughs> You're going to pray again. I'm like, please, you know. This time I got that Jesus died on the cross. That was good. Improvement. But I found that you just start general. So just start with what's in front of you. What's in front of you? God's house. That's in front of you. Another thing that I found in front of me was a soccer team. So I said, God, how can you use me in my soccer team? So I started praying for my soccer coach prayed with a friend, prayed with Mitch McDonough, in fact, and we prayed together, agreed that he would find God. And then I invited him to Alpha. He came along, gave his life to Jesus in a service just like this. What's in front of you? You don't need a platform. You don't need a microphone. You've got your family. You've got your neighbourhood. You've got your workplace. So start with what you've got and watch what God can do. Watch what God can do. We're actually going to give. 
It is more blessed to give than to receive. The posture of giving is actually where you find the blessed life. I love the story of a woman. She's known as the woman with the alabaster jar. And it's in the Bible. It's in Matthew. Yeah, the book of Moses. But she comes up. Jesus is dining with his disciples and a a friend in Matthew 26. And she comes up and she gets a alabaster jar of expensive perfume. She breaks it. She pours it on Jesus. And the onlookers say this, they say this statement, they say, why this waste? (laughs) Why this waste? And then they hide what is probably greed in piety and they say, why didn't you give it to the poor? Why didn't we sell and do something more righteous and pour it on Jesus? And I've found that that sometimes people look at you pouring out your gift and giving your life to Jesus, serving Him, and they'll call it waste. Why would you spend so much time down there? Why would you spend so much time serving and giving? But what they don't understand is that what the world calls waste, God calls worship. And whenever there is worship in your life, whenever you will worship Jesus, whenever you will put greatest worth on Him, He will be lifted up in your life. And when He is lifted up, He will draw all men unto Himself. When Jesus is lifted up in your life and you worship Him, He will honour you. It's amazing. This woman didn't even know what she was doing. She was actually anointing Him for burial that was to come. Unknowingly, whenever you bring your gift, what you've got to give to Jesus, He has a higher purpose than you could even know. When you bring your tithe, your offering, God has a higher purpose in mind than money. What's in His mind is souls people's eternal life. And then Jesus says this thing at the end, He says, wherever the gospel is preached, you'll hear about this woman. Her humility was actually what God exalted. So I pray, let's take what we've got to give tonight. Let's take what we've got to give. and you would be blessed and encouraged that as you step out, I'm telling you, as you step out, some of you are going to step out in new ways this year. God is with you. God is for you. God is going to help you. God is going to bless everything you put your hand to in Jesus' name. So Lord, we thank you. We bring what we've got to give. We honour you for all you're doing and all you're gonna do. We thank you, Lord, for your power at work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey everyone, what a joy it is to bring the Word of God to so many people all around the world. 
every week. And I just love technology for that reason, that we're able to broadcast through television, through podcasts, through social media, and to bring Jesus into people's worlds in all kinds of ways. Obviously, there are costs to that. There are uh, expenses in reaching out and accomplishing this preaching of the Gospel. And in the book of Romans, Paul says, how shall I go unless somebody send them? And he's talking about the beautifulness of, of the preaching of the Gospel, how it brings peace and joy into people's world. And so the people who are sending us into other people's worlds is you and the people of our congregations. And I'd love you to join with them and with us as partners, sending the Gospel throughout all the world, through all these means that God has put in our hands. And as we partner together, I know that there will be thousands of people in heaven for eternity because of our efforts together. God has called us to do this and we depend on people to send us and support us in taking the Gospel to the world. I wanna say thank you for standing with us and believing God. I'm praying and asking God to touch you and to bless your seed that you sow so that you'll experience an incredible harvest in your lives, in Jesus' Name, Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's message from our church. Hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by using at C3 Oxford Falls.